So kind of my my um my flow for the the whole interview is first I'll kind of say a quick word about yeah this is my man James I grew up with this cat blah 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 and then we just jump into it yeah okay okay by hip hop for hip hop podcast well you we might, might maybe entertain maybe, maybe might accidentally learn something by hip hop for hip hop, the podcast. I'm living that life. Dang, dirty wordy. All right, but yes, yeah, this um this episode, I'm gonna sit down with a homie that I know from back in the day named James. I met this cat. I think it was 95, 96, which is when I actually moved out to Japan the first time to finish senior year of high school on Yokota Air Force Base, which is in West Tokyo, Japan. I don't know if he remembers, but I remember we actually skipped school a few times and went fishing and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're the only, you know, like, the only person that would do such a thing. Yeah, and I remember you You was like all oh, professional with the lures and the bait. I couldn't speak Japanese back in those days, but I remember going by the bait shop and you were like all oh, cool with the old man working there and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well, um, you know, it's because of fishing that like... I, the fish fishing brought me next to these old Japanese dudes that didn't speak English. Right, what right, I found right. was in Japan, it was really tough to try to learn Japanese because every time I try to speak Japanese, someone could tell I wasn't a native speaker that speak English. And okay, right, right. You know what I mean? So I would automatically go into English because I didn't want to butcher the language more. And they it was probably easier for them to speak English, but the Japanese, like old Japanese World War II veterans and right. they ain't speaking English. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there trying to fish and they're trying to tell me about fishing and it's mostly charades. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah man, we, we skipped school a couple of times, went fishing. And I remember, you know, the recording sessions, making music over at Elle's crib. I don't remember which year it was, but after that, I think we both got married. I had a kid, was living in Japan. You came out and visited. You stayed at the crib, I think, a couple of nights or something. I don't remember. Yeah. That must have been like 97 or something. Was it? Was it 2000 yeah. already? I think so. I don't remember for sure, but I'm trying to think, like, when did I go back? Because I had been gone from Japan for a really long time, and I didn't go back until, I'm pretty sure, in the 2000s. So it probably was like 07 or something. Right, like right. And then I think we had probably the uh, another little short reunion in, was that 2011 or 2012 for our homies wedding, Sep Rock. We met out in Hawaii for that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, something like that. I don't even remember, 2012 or something. Something there. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff gets like smashed in my brain. Oh, yeah, man. Man, we're, 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 we're at that age where it's like, you know, the, the bits and pieces that are still there, you know, you, you kind of try your hardest to keep them. Oh, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Things start to blend in. It's like, oh, hold up. That was separate times. I thought that was the same time. You know what I mean? And um, but I mean, after that, we've, we've kind of stayed connected, you know, chopping it up uh, on the chat like this every now and then. We actually did a song 
man, that was already like probably two years ago. Has it been that long? No I way. think so, dude. I think so. Oh my God. We might have to dig that one out and maybe I'll play it in the background or something. But I, I mean, that was, a, that was a good song, man. We might have to <laughs> think about what we want to do with it. But um, like I said, man, we're going to try to kind of keep it, you know, focused on hip hop and our experience with it. But for sure, man, we're, we're going to veer off into different roads, I think, talk about different things. But yeah, man, big pleasure to have you on, on to chop it up with you and a big welcome to Thanks my man James sure. what up brother man what up what up what up what up so you know as this is I, I guess we call it an interview you know start with the the real dry facts you know and it's up to you if you want to give your government name or your Christian name or whatever you, you I don't care to call my name it. James Boyd I've been teasing this idea of going by Jay Carlisle though it's, my, it's also government name is yeah. it middle name oh carlisle is your middle name yeah damn that's gangster it's not that gangster it's sort of nerdy <laughs> it kind of looks like a girl name if you know just at a one quick glance but that's all right you kind of look like a girl with your long jesus hair too but that's cool man. I mean, that's but then you you also have your i don't need man if we call them rap names or stage name or artist name but you had was it Zag or Jag? Oh, it was pronounced Jag. Jag, okay. Jag, the second savior. And I, I remember, I don't know if this was a dream or, you know, again, the, the 43-year-old memory is not as good as a 23-year-old memory. But I remember talking and you were saying that didn't you kind of like just make up that from kind of a, a Chinese sound or something that you heard? No. Uh, it was just, uh, I just made it up actually mm. all together. And, um, I don't know. It just sort of happened that way. I don't, I just, I don't remember exactly, but I do remember that it's not based on anything in, okay. in actual reality. <laughs> right. It right. was, it was, um, I wanted to, you know, I think it was to some degree, probably subliminally influenced by Jeanne, the okay. group, right, but right, I don't right. think so really, not really, but. That's dope though, man. I mean, I, I, I you spelled it with two G's too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah See, I yeah. just sort of, I, I'm pretty sure I just started writing some shit down right. and it sort of came out that way. And I, it might have even just started with sort of a sound, like a phonetic, because I right, was right, 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 right. Phonetics, and I just sort of made a phonetic sound and, uh, and it just sort of was that. And everyone always mispronounces it, mispronounces it. They always call it Z-Hag. Okay. <laughs> that Zag. sounds like German. Z-Hag. Yeah, something. Right, right. And I'm um, like, nah, it's just Jag. And you're like, how do you get Jag out of that? I'm like, I don't know. How does Jane get Jane out of Jane? Right, right, right. Um, and there's other, there's another couple uh, like names out there with a Z-H-A and it's like a mm. J sound, you know what I mean? So I'm not, it's not like I made an entire new like sound convention. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. That, uh, that's why I, somehow I remembered it. Something Chinese because they, they've got a lot of, fuller, sort of words like. or pronunciations <laughs> that are with Z-H, you know, Zoo. Z- oh, yeah, Z. yeah. Right, right. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, up to you if you want to tell the the gigantic target um, audience that will hear this is probably going to be like 40 million. I'm, I'm thinking. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you want to tell them how old you are, that's cool. But yeah, where were you born? Where are you raised? Where do you live now? Well, if they want to figure out my age, they can do a little math. I was born in 1978 in Chicago, but that's all I did was on the city. Yeah. 
Chicago, the city in Illinois. And uh, yeah, but that's all I did. So people like people get all like I'll say, oh, yeah, I was born in Chicago. And they're like, oh, dang, did you go down to, this, you know, subterranean lounge over in Wicker Park? And yeah, yeah. Like, yo, yo, all I did was be born there. Right, right, right. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And some people like <laughs> keep going on about it. I'm like, bro, I don't understand what you, I don't know what you remember from your birth, but I don't remember like, yeah. parts of, you, know, you know what I mean? Okay. But, but then where did you grow up? Man, um, I'm a military kid, so I don't really have a from, just a been. Right, you know right, I mean? right. I've been in Japan, been Oklahoma, been Utah. And it was been, it's been like a cycle every three years I was in one of them places. So I didn't really grow up in any of them. Okay. All of them. And now, actually, I've been in Florida probably longer than any place now. I've been in Florida since 07. You're you're like up in what Jacksonville? Yeah, yes. North North, yeah. So, but then when you growing up, when you grew up, you said it was those three places mainly then. So Japan, Oklahoma, and Utah. Utah and Oklahoma, ain't that the same place? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's definitely not. But I was I was trying to kind of write some notes to talk about and trying to like bring back the memories uh, of 95, 96 when we were over there in high school. Weren't you like the football captain? No, I wasn't the captain. I was briefly, I was, let's see, I was sophomore class president, junior class president. And then I was school president in senior year for about a half year. But then I resigned in controversy. Uh Oh, what happened? Didn't you steal something? <laughs> yes. And I put <laughs> really with it too. If it weren't for them pesky kids, actually, oh, yeah. it was my, it was my pesky stepsister sold me out. Man, it was me and Roger, actually. I don't know if he wants that known to the public, but yeah. um, the other dude in the crew. And actually, I have to admit, I, I succumbed. I had succumbed to um, peer pressure. That's what led me to it, you know. And uh, but anyway, and I was like, ah, it got caught. And then I was like, I don't know if I should be, you know, president. Yeah, that's not, that's probably not a very like, big, you know, where I'm going to resign because, yeah, I got caught. Role, role models probably shouldn't steal property of the Yeah, state. yeah. I mean, nobody knew about it. I mean, it could have been, it could have been just a little scandal, you know. It's hey, but right. this is, it might be something to lead into something. I mean, you never know. I mean, I, I think it's indicative of what I'm, of what I do as a person, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. I also wanted to, yeah, mention that we, we said a little bit earlier, you, you got your own kind of show that you're working on. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I had a little show going on, a YouTube show. I didn't really get to format it into a podcast because I was lazy. I got what, what I was the name of it? Um, it's called The Boyd, and it, after my last name. But, you know, I feel sort of like maybe it should be something else because I, I don't like what it turns into. It's like me yapping about my feelings or opinions about shit, and I really about yeah. stuff. I really don't want it to be that as much as engaging in a conversation. Now, if people mm. want to hear my opinion, I'm glad to tell it, but I don't want to be like a radio host where right, that's right, right. like, I'm just spewing out my boydisms all over. Now, some people might want that, but I don't, yeah, I don't sure. know. I don't, I don't know exactly if that's what I want until people tell me that's what they want. First. Right. Right. I you know what I mean? But I watched quite a few of the episodes and I mean, I, I was like, honestly, or- shocked at how intelligent your ass is man because i thought a few times i was like man he should have me on there and i was like damn i don't even think i'm smart enough to get up there and talk about (laughs) the cat whatever man whatever but i'm like nah man i mean look i feel like i'm not a man i'm not a expert on anything 
I just think about things a lot. You know, I just try to articulate my thoughts. Now, that don't mean I'm right. Someone can articulate something back in a counter fashion. Right, 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 right. Good. But but see, I'll, I'll parry that. I treat conversations like, like fencing a little bit. And so people... It feels some type of way a lot of times. You for know? sure, for sure. I don't back down from my point for their feelings. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I see you, you getting upset. You. I'm like, yo, I see you getting upset. But I mean, I, I'm not going to change. Like, because I, I feel like I speak on reality. Definitely, and, man. Definitely. And uh, that's the thing is true words aren't eloquent and eloquent words aren't true. That's for sure. so, so sometimes my bluntness hits them in the head and they don't like it. Jesus, hey man, that's that's gonna be the um subtitle for this episode. What was that? True words are not eloquent, 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 eloquent yeah. words are not, true. not true. I like that's that. Kind of, I can't take credit for that. It's actually Lao Tzu <laughs> to say that. Oh, okay, that's another Z H T Z U. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Or however, there's See, different ways. That, that's why I didn't get on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but uh, Lao Tzu, yeah, he wrote the Tao Te Ching. And I've, I've been actually studying the Tao a lot. It's changed my life um, in perspective on things quite a bit. And uh, that's that's one of the gems from the Tao. I feel um, you, man. Um, but I find myself getting caught up because of that. Sometimes people aren't used to that. I hear you, man. But uh, like you said, you know, saying your, your point, getting your point across and you know if it's right or wrong it doesn't really matter anymore but at, at this age i'm getting to the point where it's like you know i'm i guess we can call it mature enough where it's like i don't need to care about you yeah you know yeah what i'm saying and, and and it's not like i'm a cold-hearted bastard you know i don't want people to die but you know if i'm saying something and you don't like it or you're saying yeah. something and i don't like it it's okay i don't like what you're saying yeah. And, and you know, we can engage on it or we can yeah. just cut it off. And, you know, I think for me, that's that's my my idea of finally being mature enough to, you know, be able to say. F it. Yes. You know and and I 100 percent wish I had more of that. So yeah. and it depends. It depends, though. It depends on what it's about. Like if it's about class struggle, if it's about um, I'm a, I'm a vocal critic of capitalism. Right, so that, right, triggers, right. that triggers a lot of Americans. And so when I engage in conversation, people typically, once they get triggered, they want to continue engaging. And right, right, right. And I feel it's worth it to engage them because I found over time within earshot, someone that's listening and is, and is intrigued by what I'm saying is even if these other people are close minded to what I'm saying. And oh, yeah. by and by and, and here's my thing. I don't try to force my my um, point on people. I typically use a Socratic method to some degree by asking them questions that in which their answers, I already know their answers and their answers will lead them off a cliff or to a blade. Something. Either way, their answer is is dead. And you're gonna have to explain to me what what is the Socratic approach. Well, I'm not really like uh, is that Socrates? Is that a yeah, so Socrates? Now I'm not really a student of Socrates. I've just heard of this being more like a, my. I've heard my discussion style described this way by other okay. people. So I'm just taking their word for it. I, I think I I know what it is, but it's basically instead of saying what you mean you ask questions leading to the same place right hey, so you have like um or instead of countering a point directly like i don't know we almost would have to have an argument like a discussion point or argument for right, me right, to right. use the method on you but like let's say we were talking about um whether or not um i don't know little baby is considered hip-hop still Who? 
okay, right? <laughs> Little baby contemporary artist likes to do the sing song mumble stuff. But right, right, I'll right. be honest, I listen to him and I'm like, damn, some of this stuff is, is yeah, I like how he laced this with a certain concept or certain thing he said was like, right, it, right. clever how he said it artistic hmm. how he said it. his cadence was artistic blah 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 and, I, and so instead of saying of course he's hip-hop of course he's hip-hop i'll be like well define hip-hop for me okay right 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 and then they're like well hip-hop is and they'll probably come up with this very loose definition of what hip-hop is or right. they will try to hip say what hip-hop is that defines what little baby's not right for sure for and, sure. and so then i would ask like have you listened to little baby's lyrics Right. And and at that point, like either yes or no, you know, what what about and maybe I would quote a verse from Lil Baby and say, well, what about this verse is not hip hop? Right, 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 right. Instead of me saying he's hip hop because blah, 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 blah. Now I'm asking you questions that your answers will lead you to my answer. OK, I see. You see what I mean? So, so now so you're, you're you a, saying a, it, not me saying Son of a gun. Possibly. <laughs> hey, but hold any, up. Hold any, up. Teaching, we, 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 any teaching is manipulative and any discussion or argument is manipulative. Yeah. At, at work, I call that leadership, but um, that, that's a different topic altogether. Yeah. But yeah, man. But as we jump into hip hop, because, oh, okay. you know, wanted to talk a little bit about that, because we've done some things together in the past and more recent past. But yeah, man, like how how did you get? involved in hip-hop you know like how old were you when you kind of first met hip-hop man that's a crazy story i mean i don't know how crazy it is maybe there's a lot of kids my age that can echo this experience but my dad was pretty racist when i was a kid and okay Okay. i mean but that's that's a typical theme with the our our um tone of skin color sometimes yeah um you know i'm i'm half white half asian so to just okay. give some people background, I'm as white as Obama is. Like my mom's from Taiwan, right? I don't know necessarily what her lineage is. She could be right, half right, right. like freaking Korean for all I know, but she for came sure. from Taiwan. I don't know. Right. Um, and I don't want to do 23 and me because I'm I have a conspiratorial mind. I might just do it someday, but whatever. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna plant my DNA. Look, when I start espousing my shit, are you gonna shoot me or they're gonna use my 23 and me and me and and frame me for murder? Yeah. To yeah. Lock my ass up. No matter what, I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the weird that's the weird thing about being a martyr and already knowing it. Oh. leading the revolution. <laughs> All right, so back to hip hop. I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you're half white, you're half Asian. Your pops is a bit racist, so yeah. But if that's the irony, though, you know, I hear you. I hear you. Right. So I'm 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 growing up with this ironic background. Right. Um, my dad's telling me, why am I hanging out with the black kids, white kids? I just got through getting in a fight with because he kept calling me gook all day. Oh, right. Literally. I mean, it's it's a it was a weird time. I mean, this was Oklahoma. There was racism all over. The half the football team would beat up the other half because one was white, one was black. There was literally people that were getting offended be, uh, because of, of certain things. I wore a Thebod shirt. I don't know if you know, it was a, a skater and stuff, but there's, um, God, what's his name? Thebod, something Thebod. Anyway, he's an artist, uh, T-H-E-B-A-U-D. If you look it up, there's a okay. picture that he drew of a KKK person uh, with the hood and all that, holding right. an American flag, dangling as strange fruit from a tree, if you understand what mm. I'm saying. Very morbid image, but very crucial image. 
to yeah, see, yeah, yeah. It's got to a see the KKK got slumped on the, on the news. I wore that to school one day and no cap, cap uh, cats were getting offended that right. um, I would do such a thing because their family, active living family members were part of the KKK and I should not be wearing, they were openly talking about it. The black kids in the room talking about my uncles in the KKK and did it. And that's the, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, that I, I saw. I saw racist, uh, uh, what's it called? Wrestling uh, coach football coach. I mean, it was weird. So when I was trying, you know, I listened to hip hop though. Right. I gravitated towards hip hop and uh, for whatever reason. And because uh, my dad certainly didn't play it at home and, and stuff. But it really, I think my very first, very, very first uh, encounter with hip hop and R&B was probably my fre- uh, friend, Fred Dunning, also from Yakota from the first time when I was in elementary school. So I went to Yakota in elementary school. Okay. Right. So like, ooh, fifth, sixth, seven, oh, no, maybe four, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Right. Right. Yeah, four through sixth grade. And I moved to Oklahoma in the seventh grade. Right. And so my my black friend, Freddie Dunning, who I got in touch with not that long, oh, maybe like 10 years ago on Facebook. Cool dude. We would hang out. He was like my best friend. And he and I remember we listened to God, who was it? Cadillac Brome. They have a song called Cadillac Brome. It's it was so corny. Nineties, early nineties. They're never. They're not around anymore. I remember uh, the song. I can't remember who did my it. Cadillac Brome. Cadillac. God, how did it? Um, but this was what like um, early nineties. Then ninety yeah. one, ninety two ish. Cadillac Brome. Yeah, the, the, and and also Johnny Gill and. Oh. Um, and, and, you know, Rex Keith and the Swag, Keith Sweat and Shy and Shy and stuff like that. And we would, you know, I was listening to stuff like that. Whenever, whatever came out first and all that list, I just said, like, you know, Ralph Tresvant and, and yeah, Johnny yeah. Gill around the same time, those guys, and Guy, you know, there was some hip hop elements on there. There was, you know, and I just, I remember listening to it with, Freddie and I was like, damn, this song is dope. Or I like we, I, you know, I would got I would get to know these songs. And he would he would give me tapes, right? And I would listen to tapes on my little Walkman, and that was the first sort of hip hop. That's interesting because we we spoke on the last time I sat down with L and um Ko, but yeah, I think that was like probably ninety two, ninety three was right around the time when like the R and B artists started to use sort of hip hop beats for their songs. Yeah, yeah. But but like in elementary school, I didn't really have the means to really play music. I wasn't really into the music. Mm. I only sort of really I enjoyed it to some degree, but I didn't play my own music. I, I didn't really like listen to it actively right, right, on Walkman. Right. It wasn't something I did in like the sixth grade necessarily. Yeah, I would listen yeah. to my friend Freddie's Walkman or something, and maybe I had it, but I I didn't want to keep stuff like that around the house necessarily because I knew I would get in trouble. And then there was that one day that I actually did. I remember I was listening to BDP oh. and my dad heard me listening and he's like yelling at me, like, why are you listening to this? You know, Dang. look at you, blah, blah, blah. You should be, I don't want to hear this in my house. And Dang. I remember having to listen to BDP 
like with the bass low on on the headphones, really everything quiet at night. Right, right, right. If I wanted to listen to that. He would let me listen to R and B stuff. So right. the Ralph Tresvan stuff, if I wanted to listen to that, it wasn't a big deal. But when I started listening to DDP, anything like more more harsh, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I'm like, okay, I had to I had to take my hip hop stuff underground. I feel you. I feel you. But I mean, that's the thing because back in those days, it wasn't like today where you've got like a, a rap song on a Toyota commercial. You no, no, I mean? yeah. Was, I mean, it was night. I mean, this was early nineties. Uh, yeah, I remember. So it was sort of new. It was sort of like the scary thing for yeah, typical you know, underground, and, the, you know, the dark music kind of. You know what I'm saying? So to some degree, I mean, yeah, to some degree, to those who are completely ignorant of it. I mean, you had Fresh Prince, Bel Air kind of stuff going. Uh, not even that. Not even Bel Air. Just DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. You know, hmm. like my uh, parents just don't understand yeah, that yeah. kind of thing, right? Um, and that was like, oh, that was on the radio. And it was like, aha, this is a gimmick, basically. Yeah. Um, like, I, well, I don't even know why you like that. You know, so, stupid. Yeah, for and, sure. you know, they would say they would pretend, you know, I remember my parents would pretend to rap and then make fun of it. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, because like, you know, of course, my, my parents are old as well. So it wasn't kind of like, don't be playing that that black music. But it was just like, you know, again, R&B was cool, but, you know, if there was the rare time in the car where like something would come on, it, it could be vanilla ice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it'd be like, turn that shit off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sure. it was like, all right, you know, it, it wasn't a race thing. It wasn't a color thing. It was just well, an era thing. You know, it was like sure. still. That was part of it. I yeah. think there was a lot in my pops case, there was a lot of race part in it just because of the other race references we would constantly make and how my black friends got treated different than my white friends and weird right, right. stuff like that, you know. But that was like how I sort of liked got got into liking hip hop. Right. Um, right, right. Sort of let he as I got older and as I met this uh white dude named Jeremy in Oklahoma and he was way bigger in the hip hop than me. And he came from California. So he's okay. talking about this California jazz, whatever, right? Yeah. And I'm like listening to new stuff. And for whatever reason, either my dad just was tired and wanted to just, he didn't care what Leave I was doing. Yeah. Or because the white kid brought it to me and I right, learned right. him, then it was okay. I don't know. It just happened to coincide. But at that point, I started listening to more, more hip hop than R&B. I still liked R&B. But right, it was right. I was getting into poor righteous teachers, um, stuff like that. I mean, not Rock so much. Funky joint. Yeah, I mean, actually, not so much of them. I just know of them. But like, I'm trying to think who. But like, of course, I was big in the hieroglyphics crew. Yeah, uh, man, and that's one thing I really remember from you guys. It was like it. It was almost at the level where I thought you guys were like a bunch of wannabe hieroglyphics fanboys. Yeah, yeah. But um, we, we keep it moving. So when did you actually? decide that you you wanted to take a go at rapping or as a participant in in the art form of rap. Right. You know, this whole time of being um, a fan of rap, I had never actually, other than reciting lyrics of other people or never actually contemplated the participation. The only thing that moved me to do that was this, um, this prophetic Mm. prodigy named, Giuseppe Catania. Oh, I think I've heard of that dude. Yes. Um, so I met Giuseppe Catania at the, uh, also AKA Psych One, met him uh, on orientation day to 10th grade when I moved back to Japan from Oklahoma. 
Okay. Okay. And I think he was either I was wearing or he was wearing a far side shirt. It was probably him. I don't know. Okay. I, right. I was, I'm, I'm still, I'm a huge fan of, of far, the far side. Oh brother. That's, that's some of the best stuff ever made. Of course. Yes. I mean, people sleep now, but it was some dope stuff. Right. And it still is, of course. He and, I, and through recognizing that he knew that I knew something that we right. knew something because Farside also as dope as it is is le- lesser known than Ice Cube or something you know what oh, I'm yeah, saying yeah so so at least you know you're at some level of no of knowledge within hip hop culture right, right right so he's like yo what do you know about rapping and stuff I was like I don't do that I just listen to stuff and I was naming off you know Brand Nubian EDMD right. and da 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 he's like oh shit, you listen to some dope shit. And he, he uh, invited me over his crib. Right. And he, I remember I walk in, right? Of course, his parents are amazing. Oh, super man. nice. And uh, I get to know them for a brief moment. He's like, come on, come on, come to the come to my room. I got to show you something. And he's got like milk crates, right? Stacked up on the like far right of the room, I believe. From the floor to the ceiling is what I remember. It may or may not be true, but I'm pretty sure it was right, like right, a library right. of records. Walls I'm like, bro, you're too young to have that many. Yeah. Records. How I was just I just was like that's insane when I realized how many. Right. And so I'm still reeling from that. And he shows me this little setup. He got two turntables. He got a little machine. I don't even know what the it is. I mean, I post stuff. This huge. This yeah. stuff. Is, it's like it's. It turns out it's a, you know eventually I learned it's a four track. You have a sampler. Right. And right, stuff right. laid out. Right. Uh, but back then I didn't know. I was like, hey, he's got a studio. Yeah, on TV before, you know, he's like Dr. Dre. And so he's like, yo, you ever freestyle? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean riding like, BMX bikes? He explains to me what freestyling is. He puts on a beat. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure it's one that he made actually in the four track with his long ass nails. Oh um, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts it in and he starts talking about orientation and meeting me. Right. And I'm like, he, there's no way he wrote this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, how is he coming up with this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, what? Is that magic? Did you do magic just now? Yeah, like, yeah. What and he's like, you try. I was like, shut up. Get out of here. I never like, I don't rap. You know, I never did that. Right. He's like, right, yeah, right. This, I, I vaguely remember something like he just said, start, just talk to the music, talk to the beat. You can talk to the beat. He puts the beat on. He's like, starts talking. And he's like going with the cadence with the beat, right? He's like, you can do that too, right? or whatever. And start Dang. talking. Like, and I start talking. He's like, just start talking. You'll probably start rhyming. And next thing I know, I start rhyming. Dang. And I'm like, what is happening? I just perform magic. Dang. And then and from that point on, I started like practicing. And, okay. and then the phonetics crew was born eventually over right, time. Right. And we, the thing that set us apart from like, like one of the things that I'm, I think it's a blessing that we were such Hyro fans and such mm. hip hop fans in general was that because we, because they always talk about being unique and better because they're better, not because they're better at sounding like someone else. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Better metaphors, better similes, clever raps. Yeah. This and that. Right. More intricate rhyme schemes because right. that those were the competitive cores. It wasn't like who's more gangster or whatever, who can wear the baggiest pants. Right. No. Right. 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 And it was it was like um, and because that we sort of all just developed, really developed our own styles within mm. the crew. So we didn't even sound like each other most of the right, time. Right. 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 And then 
we would like we treated it like an art, you know, I mean, it's art. That's what we that's what was different. I think a lot of people like the other crews at the time that I could, would compare ourselves with mm. would emulate what other people sounded like. And they were their definition of good was how good they sounded like the other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How close can we sound like MJG in eight? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. Or at the time, the dog pound or mob deep or whoever. Right. 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 Outcast. And I'm like, we tried our best not to sound like anybody. Right, but just right. have dope lyrics and just sound dope is better than anybody, however that is, you know. And that led to us being able to be unique. And we would do stuff like drive around the, the base and like do like rhyme exercises. Like, right, right, right. You know, rhyme about that dude until you can't see him anymore. And you just hope there's not a stop sign or something that's like, right, rhyming, right, right. Rhyming right. about this dude, I'm running out. But we were able to hone our skills to where like if there was a rap battle and some dude came, came from the army base trying to like rough it up with the, you know, Yokota kids. Right. It's like, yo, yo, Hey rain, bring the crew down. You think you can show up at the rec center? Okay. Bring whoever, whoever you can. Any, it don't matter. Right, anybody right. from the crew could wreck shop on right. at the time. Damn. That's dope, man. Cause then, I I think I met you guys and I remember it was already like, yeah, we're we're a crew. And like you yeah, said, it was yeah. the, the phonetics, PH1 ticks. And was Larry in them? Were they there already then or did they come later on? They came later you met, on. So. We we okay. already created phonetics. <clears throat> we were messing up, messing around with really it was Seppi predominantly it was Seppi doing the beats. Every once in a while Tagging would do a beat. Okay, yeah. Tagging T was out there at that time. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean okay. he I don't think he had the same amount of equipment and stuff, but he would right, right. maybe I don't know. He wasn't really doing that much in beat making back then, but, but that's one thing we talked about as well, because like I think that that was right around the time where it became a lot more, you know, readily available for the average Joe to be able to make music at home. You know, five yeah, years I mean, before that, you know, like with, a lot with, had changed. Yes. Yeah, a dude. lot had changed in just a few years. And I think being possibly being in Japan was also uh, a help to that. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Probably e easier to get. And I don't even know if it was cheaper or more expensive. But I mean, I, I got my first equipment after I came to Japan. Yeah. So, yeah, man. But that's dope. So you meet up with Sep, you guys start rhyming. And he, he's kind of like the what do you call it? The um, burning bush to Moses with you showing yes, you the ropes. The words of God went through him. Yes. Right. Right. That's dope, man. And I can't remember like because back in those days and this is kind of what I, 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 I a little bit kick myself in the arse about quite a bit. Um, but back in those days, it wasn't really like. Even when I met up with you guys, we were doing songs, but we never really put any structure to anything. It wasn't like, all right, let's do five songs and, and you know, Make come up EP. with an EP or let's do 12 and, and do an entire album. I think eventually L started to compile it. Yeah, and right, right. People started doing structure. That, but it was just but, like, I, you know, we jump on this song or jump on that song. And I, right. I regret not jumping on more songs. You know, I was just either lazy or distracted. A girlfriend at the time and blah blah and I right I look back and I'm like man I squandered this opportunity that I could have done so much more stuff but you know yeah. Yeah. instead of you it know was so I don't, it was I don't dwell on it yeah I don't dwell on it too much by but what I do is I try to participate now now one of my problems is I'm still not writing 
Yeah, no, you don't. I'll be throwing you beats like one a week. I know. I'm, I'm, just I'm, I need shit. to put time aside, but it's like I'm, <laughs> I'm always like so it's like mentally and physically drained that I don't. Yeah, it takes a lot to me for me to make rhymes, and I, I always you. felt I like you, man. I always felt like. Man, should I even be making rhymes if it's so hard to make rhymes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. I mean, that's the thing. You, you can't get any water out of a rock. You know what I'm saying? So if you're feeling like a rock, don't even try to, you know. Yeah, but, you know, like I actively freestyle whenever it's like happening. That's that's interesting, man, because I, I'm the opposite now. And, I, you know, we started getting back into it. And the cool thing is there, there was a bit of structure from the beginning this time. Um, and it wasn't like, yo, let's do an album. It was just like, all right, let's let's start stacking up some really good songs and then we'll figure out what we want to do later on. So that kind of got me back into actually picking up the pen and, you know, writing yeah, rhymes and dropping rhymes. Quite but um, that's the thing with me, man. I, I'm like, if you put a beat on right now, I could probably do a bust up freestyle. But man, it's like more writing than freestyling for me now. Like the other, let's see, it was maybe like two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. I had some mm. cat. We were at karaoke night. I'm okay. going to karaoke night here and there to just, I need to meet people that aren't the people I'm around all the I time. I feel you, man. So I go out to karaoke night, right? And, uh, after karaoke night, we uh, it turns out these dudes are like, whatever reason, they're freestyling in the parking lot, right? Okay. Got so, a cypher going. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. oh, you got a, oh, oh, dang, you got a cypher going on? That's all right. I'm good. I'm going to delete half of what you said, anyways. <laughs> Sorry, I, don't even, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's, uh, yeah, they're ciphering out there. And then, like, I get up on that, or that get on it, and, uh, <laughs> God. So they got the cypher rocking off and you. Yeah. Man, so then I'm like, I, mean, I happen to know these dudes anyway. So I'm like, yo, my crib's up the street. Let's, let's throw some in instrumentals. We do this for real. Right, right, right. We come in and we, we like, we probably should, if we could, we should have hit a record probably out of that, like I'll call it a session. Right. But out of that time frame, maybe 20, 30 minutes, there was probably two songs. Really, okay. two, like we probably could have honed those uh, those moments into at least two songs out right, of all right, that. Right, right, right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, we threw on different beats, different types of things and whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was a cool experience. And then to to have one of the, one of the dudes who's actually an R&B artist, and, you know, recording art, and he's still trying to get his name out there, but he's actively making music and stuff. He's like, you know, later on, he tells me, dude, your style is crazy, man. It's like crazy swag. Yeah, I'm man. 3000 ish. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that. what, what are you talking about? Because yeah, like, I need to do some stuff because I'm squandering yet again. But yeah. I feel like it's building to a, a there's a moment. It's a time that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's you can't rush creation. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my personal life with my businesses and stuff has just been, man, like a physical and spiritual, mental. Like, so, I mean, such a challenge. And I feel it, you. I feel you. And, and, it's and I, like, you know, I, on the Buy Hip Hop for Hip Hop podcast, we keep it positive. We don't go into, you know, all the negativity about the world. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just kidding. It's not so much negative. 
you know, that, that's the irony. I, I call this the inspirational chapter of my book. Yeah, yeah, if, for sure, man. if and when I make it through this, then then someone else would be like, damn, if I even write a book. Actually, I've been yeah, asked. But, but homie, times, th- but. this is exactly the thing. This is the content for what you can write about when you're ready to write about it. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Because I mean, I, and, you know, of course, this is all about you, but I, I'm finally in the stage of my life where I actually have the ability to make the time yes. to make beats, to write rhymes, to record rhymes, to, you know, chop mm. things up. So, I mean, you know, we all go through the cycles and I'm pretty sure it's going to be, you know, another down, you know, um, time where it's like, damn. I'm sitting down. I can't write anything or I don't have time, you know, works all up in my arse. Okay. Yeah. There's something going on with the family, the kids, you know, it comes in cycles, man, but I'm very happy that I'm in this, this stage right now. Cause dude, and you know, we chopped it up with, with the, the guys last time, man, like when we first started doing things again and, you know, rain hit me up out of the blue and was like, yo, we're, we're, kind of making music if you want to get involved yeah and from there man it was like what do you call it it was just a super check it was like boom you know a year later we got like four albums between three or four of us man and we talked about this on the, the the first or the second episode but man we were doing like two or three songs a week yeah and and not like yo not like okay here's this beat see if you want to rhyme to it. It was like, okay, here's this beat and my verse is on it. And then someone would throw their verse on it. So it was like minimum two songs per week that were getting finished. So, I mean, after like, you know, three, four months, we had enough for one full 16, 17 song album, dude. (laughs) So man, and it just feels really good. I mean, it's not that, you know, the iron is not that hot today but it's still hot enough where it's like we're, we're trying to get like at least one of something kind of stacked up every week and that's a little bit how the the podcast idea came up because you know this is basically just a different outlet for the creativity kind of energy you know what i mean absolutely but that's dope man and um i was gonna ask did, did you ever kind of give it a go with making beats or anything like that or was it just purely not really the last I'm probably the last time I tried to really beat was when we made a beat and we made it with my uh my uh what was it a keyboard at my house and it was you you did a riff and it was <laughs> I think I might have that on an old MD or something. <laughs> That's crazy, man, because I don't remember much of that period. Um yeah. Uh, you know, I, I barely made it through high part. school. I was probably half drunk most of the time. That that was also, you know, again, man, talk about content, you know, and, and I haven't wrote anything specifically about that period. But, you know, I, I take bits and pieces from those experiences when I sit down and write something. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, man, like being at L's and I mean, L and for me, that was also like you walking into Sep's room and seeing a stack of, you know, wall of wax and a four track tape recorder and this and that. I remember going into L's and he had he had like the rack of like, you know, compressors and reverb and he had the ADATs and it was like, damn, this is like a this is like a proper, you know, D&D studio up in here. But yeah, man, oh, that, yeah. that was that was good. Like, when I walked into uh, the L's 
crib. It was mm. like beyond like it was like almost walking into a professional studio, right? Like like for it sure, wasn't man. Like, for sure. Just, just friends kind of thing. And and you know, one one of the things that sort of messed me up a little bit was mm. I think I was really good. You know, I, I don't know. There was like, I always felt a little distant from those guys for whatever okay. reason. And I wish I didn't. But mm. um, I think none of them really liked you was probably one of the big reasons. Possible. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just you, know you know, feedback is a gift and people don't often just give out gifts. Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, if you get feedback that you don't like, you can refuse the gift. I mean, that that's. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I always, I look back on those times and I look at L like this sort of mysterious wizard kind of thing. You know, yeah, we, we, so we talked about that. I remember Rain bit. used to get mad at me because I used to like just geek on L stuff all the time. Man. Dude, he's he's like a wizard. I mean, yeah. Man, dude, think about this. He was like that then, which is what, 25? No. Was yeah, that 20 I mean, some almost yeah 25 26 years ago right around imagine where he is now and that's why it's so much of a, a joy to actually work with him today because i mean the beats he makes man are are like 18 yeah. times better than they were then and then they were already gems right yes they are gems now. If I heard them now, I'd just feel oh, man. impressed. Oh, man. When I do actually find stuff and I run into it, it's like, what? Mm. No way. This is, there's no way. Like that, Um, I think Rain put it on his Bandcamp page or something, that individuals ad hoc. Yeah. Yeah, that that is some of the best hip hop out there. And it's a shame that didn't get more exposure and, and get more more ears. But that that's a classic hip hop album, dude. Yeah. The individuals. Yeah. I mean, it was you look back and, and think about the dopeness that was happening. Mm. It's mm. sort of hard to fathom. But that's the thing, too, is for me, I. You know, I got to listen to the universe some more and put put some time towards writing some rhymes. I did write a rhyme about it's called The Crash. I wrote this a few years ago. It's mm. about the in, the institution of martial law. Oh, like the day it happens, you know, and it's like the first few lyrics are like first they turn the lights off fast. Got, got guns on blast. Dogs, boots, got squads on task. Okay. Kids look, at, look up at you as strange dudes with masks pass by how long this gonna last mm. right so i'm setting stage about like there's no power you see all these you know guys going up and down the hey, street you know if you got that rope i can make a i can make a nice like um militant beat or something for that yeah i do have it wrote i got it written down somewhere yeah i mean it's on probably on my phone actually and because that's the thing man and like i said i was joking earlier but like all the beats that I make, what I've been doing is with the music, man, and even with the stuff that we're putting out or got out, it's not like, yo, we, we're, we're trying to be, you know, hip hop artists. You know, yeah, basically, man, we do what we love. This is like you said, man, life is rough and tough. And but, the music that, is therapy. That is art, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Definitely. And if anyone hears it or not, to be honest, I don't care because I got a I got a playlist of dope that I made that we made. And that's good enough. You know what I mean? Right. But um, we we need to get up on some stuff. Like I said, I I just continue to share all the beats that I make and whoever comes back and says, yeah, I want on it. But I'm going to be setting aside time. I'm going to have to like schedule blocks of time or something Mm. to make sure 
that I can do, you know, because I, I have I have some time. It's just I'm not doing it right. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I, and that's the thing with time, dude. Time is not something that you have or don't have. It's something that you make or don't make. And then when you make it, you have to decide how you want to use it. And I'm not like exactly. giving you a lecture or anything. No, no. That's what I'm saying is I need to make the time. You know, I'm right now. I'm just sort of like, I don't know. I've been in a weird hazy. Yeah, but I wanted to actually touch a little bit because, you know, this this could lead to some good things for you as well. So you, you've got like a lot of you said a lot of different businesses that you're kind of working with. And I've seen a few things where you're working on, like, you know, flipping houses or restoring yeah. old classic cars. Right. That's dope, man. You know, I watch like Gas Monkey and stuff like that or. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Wheeler dealers. And it's like, man, that's like my life a little bit. I do the Wheeler dealers. Thing. I mean, that's that's what it's like. Dude, come by my garage, man. That's, that's what I, like that's I'm, dope, I'm, a, I'm a mix of all those shows. Like I have I do restorations. Right. I do customization. I can weld together turbo pipes and right, right. whatever you want. Like or I mean, you know, exhaust manifold, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I can what I mean, whatever you want to do. And and now I'm doing uh, like it's I've got a dealer license, so I'm going to oh. be dealing in cars. So it like lately I've been sort of doing just my own flips here and there, mm. but, uh, you know, soon I'm going to be doing it as like basically like wheeler dealers in a way. That's I'm going to nice, pick out man. certain cars that I feel like have a je ne sais quoi to them with, where right, I right. can get them cheap and put, flip them for a high margin. And in some, some cases, you know, a lot of times people worry about cars because as, as the days go by, the uh, usually they get older, therefore less, you know, less appealing and less money. But yeah. if you but if you choose the right car, oh, like yeah. that, that people desire, you oh, can yeah. have it on your lot for two months and it actually go up for two thousand. You right. know what I mean? I Depending on what it is, you know what I mean. Hey man, after this, you you need to like email me all of your links and stuff. But um, for for the, like the car stuff for the people listening, is do you got any like is there a website or you got an Instagram or something? I mean, like yeah, that? my my Instagram probably um I've you know right now um I don't have any real special stuff. Actually, I put put some re- there's a restoration going on with a '67 link, and I guess that's up on there. Uh, Street Hero Customs. So Street Hero Customs. Yeah. Word up. And just to jump back into the hip hop thing before we kind of wrap up in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You said, you know, back in the days, it was a lot of R&B and then Hyro was a big one. What what are like some of your go to artists that you can listen to basically anytime nowadays? Uh, You know, I don't it's sort of odd. I don't really actively listen to hip hop. Because right, a lot right, of times, right. I mean, sometimes I'll put on some like old school hip hop mix or something right, or right. something like that. But I don't like, you know, the other day or a while back, actually, I found a, my old mini discs uh, collection. Ooh. And so I would throw stuff on and just listen through mini discs and whatever. Right, but right, I, don't, right. I don't necessarily go like, oh, actually, I could actually these these probably would be some go to's. If I were to just like pop in some hip hop, it'd probably be like Dead Prez. Okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, The Coup. I really like The Coup. Oh, Um, man. We talked about that the other day. uh, Who else? Who else? But, you know, like, I'm trying to think. Nazil Matic. I just love that album. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Most of the Roots albums, I'm all about, you know. Right. Uh, But, and then contemporary artists, like I, I think the baby is taking over the game right now. Like he's he's a prodigy um of okay. a rapper. 
KO talked about him on the the last. I, I think it was him, the baby or little baby or whichever. Well, and, there's, there's you know, and, and I'm not like I'm not like the the extreme where it's like if it came out after 2000 i'm not listening to it you know it, sure, i'm not yeah. in that boat but i I'm, I'm the same way man i'm not like actively looking for new stuff you know every every once in a while you'll find something here and there but um you know there's, there's a couple of new cats that kind of spark the ear and you know it's like yeah that, that's actually pretty good well you know i'm i'm really into mixtapes um word, not really word. i'm actually not really into it like sometimes if i find someone i really like that that's putting out consistent mixes right um, right, i'll right. follow them and listen to them so like right now on heavy rotation for me when i do get a chance to listen to music which is typically when i'm working on stuff in the shop Right. Uh, or if I'm studying or creating something or whatever, I'll, I'll listen to DJ Complexion out of the UK. I found him on SoundCloud. But I, I feel you, man. It's kind of like reaching out to different platforms opposed to back in the day when well, you know, I mean, someone got a tape or someone had a CD and it's like, yo, let me let me get a copy you know, of the CD. You know what it is? Tape. It's honestly, it's convenience and laziness right now that's, yeah. that's causing this for me because with DJ Complexion, I can just put on a mix and just work for hours. Right, right, right. On, you know, it just moves into the next mix. To gain convenience, I've sacrificed going back. Because I do, when I do pop in some uh, AG, Ghetto mm. Dwellers, or mm-hmm. or uh, I got this old Kamachi single, fine, it's just so dope, right? Yeah. But like, I don't want to pull out, like, go figure out which mini disc has it or something, or like, go pull up that yeah, one song yeah, yeah. on YouTube and listen to it. And then I have to stop because of ads and it's going to start playing some stupid song late next or whatever. Right, right, right. I mean, I I mean but hey, we get, we're going to wrap it up in a minute. Okay. We can continue talking offline if you want to. If anyone wants to know a little bit more about you, um, you said you had the Boyd. The show that's on YouTube, yeah. So they can find that, yeah. On yeah. YouTube. Uh, James Boyd on James YouTube. Boyd Instagram. I guess you're there if people Street want Hero to follow Customs. Street Hero Customs. All one word, yeah. All one word, no underbars or whatever, right? No. Um, are you young enough to be on Twitter or are you just the Instagram? No, you know, I am on Twitter, but I'm not active on Twitter. Yeah, I did get in a Twitter fight with Dan Bongino once on Fox News. <laughs> he's a Fox News guest and, and whatever. He's got big veins in his forehead kind of guy. But yeah, I've been, I haven't been active on Twitter, so I don't know. I don't even know what's going on. I haven't logged in in probably a couple of years. All right, man, let me um wrap this up. But then thank you very much, brother. Damn, that was thank like an you. hour and a half. Um, what I'll do, I'll go through and kind of trim out all, yeah, the, sorry, man. I'm all of the uninteresting stuff that you were talking about. It's funny. <laughs> and all the parts where I sit there and say, um, thanks, bro. I'm going to stop the recording and we can we can keep it. Moving. OK, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, yo, he's out. By hip hop, for hip hop, the podcast. A great big thank you for tuning in and taking time to listen. We honestly appreciate every set of ears that made time to hear us. If you enjoyed what you heard, or are disappointed and want to hear even more babbling baloney, we would be honored to have you part of our subscribers' army. So, go ahead and sub up, pretty please. You can find more about the camp with a simple search for KOLD, Haystack, Needle, or check us out on Instagram at by hip hop for hip hop, all one word. We follow back too, that is our secret source to success. We cherish feedback, so please leave us a comment, review, a voice message, and we will get back at you. Rhythm.
rhythm, 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 rhythm.